Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we talk about what I have learned in my 20 plus years of marriage. Now, of course, this completely relates to every relationship, certainly not just marriage. So if you're open to listening in, I am hopeful that one of these areas land on your heart just where you need it, just in time for whatever relationship you're in. And don't forget the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us. Find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it means so much to me and the show. If you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, Extra Love Army. I'm so happy you're here. Today's episode, we're talking about long-lasting relationships and What I think the key has been to celebrating what was just last night, my 20-year wedding anniversary with Adam, and celebrating it truly with so much joy and ease and gratitude. And I'm going to say a few things. Number one, I'm no expert. Number two, nothing is all magical. You know, I always say things are kind of half magical, half shit show. So this episode is truly just me pouring out my heart on what I think has worked really well for us, certainly not what will work well necessarily for you, but I feel like these key tenants, because I get asked often sort of how my relationship is with Adam and how we've made it work, and, and everyone does things differently, but there are sort of threads that have been throughout our relationship for so many years that I wanted to share with you here today. And truly, it was last night we celebrated our 20-year anniversary, And I'm coming in hot real time, which was we were planning on, you know, doing something special because it was 20 years. And to be honest, the last time Adam and I really did sort of big trips together was our our 10 year. We went to Napa Valley, which is where we got married originally and renewed our vows with the same wedding officiant and did the rings and did the whole thing, which was wildly special, just the two of us. And then our 15 year anniversary, we went to Paris and that was magical and put the lock and keys on the, you know, whatever was that bridge and, you know, did all the things. And then on our 20th, I was like, wow, we have sort of an entire year of massive love happening in the most beautiful ways. Everything from children's graduations to children's weddings to I'm turning 50 to it is a lot and a lot of beautiful moments. And so we both decided let's not rush a trip together. You know, let's do it next year. And the reason I share that is because it fits into some of these things I want to talk about, which is, you know, you really get to make up your own rules here. And sometimes we prescribed what we think we should be doing or what society deems as, well, that's what you need to be doing on your anniversary and all of the things which mess with our head and end up not being in the right place. And it even happened uh, yesterday. So uh, it was our anniversary, obviously, and I had made reservations at this restaurant that took me almost a year to get into. And wouldn't you know that 
the day that our anniversary fell on when I made this anniversary, long story short, all the things, right? All the things from, I didn't want my daughter to miss out on one of her first volleyball practices at her new high school. I didn't want to miss out on an extra Love Army membership meeting. There were lots of things happening with life. Now, I'm certain that if I share that, a lot of people will say, oh my gosh, but aren't you and Adam important enough? And you need to cancel those things, or you should be doing this. And what does that say? And the reality is maybe five or 10 years ago, I would have felt compelled to quote unquote, do what I should do, which is cancel everything, go be with Adam so that he knows that he's important. Well, I mean, I call BS on all that because the reality is, and as cheesy as this sounds, we really celebrate that kind of love in our relationship every day. And while I want to recognize our 20 years and go down the rabbit hole and look at all the pictures and talk about where, how far we've come and the family we built and all those things, there's a time for it. And I didn't have to force feed it. And you know what ended up happening was I was super transparent with Adam and with the kids, which was, I'm no martyr here. I'm no victim. I don't need to cancel plans so that daddy and I could go to a dinner. I said, I'm going to choose, though, to honor these other things today. And daddy and I, we can go to dinner next week. We're going to have our trip next year. Like, no big deal. And what ended up happening is our kids surprised us with this intimate dinner in our back room made everything, cleaned up everything. It was so wildly special. And that was all really born out of just us leading our lives in our pure and honest intention, period. And so I share that because I think it relates to some of the things I'm going to talk about below. Okay, so bear with me here. Ready? And again, I'm not an expert here, guys. I'm just sharing. I think that number one, that kindness and respect will always rule. And that, you know, being as kind to one another as you have since day one. And, you know, think about when you're talking about, and I say spouse here, but really, it could be a partner, it could be a friend, whatever it might be. It's that you would have empathy and compassion and respect. And just because you've been together a long time, you know, isn't a get out of jail free card to, you know, speak to one another without the most utmost respect. I'm sure you've seen this. I think it it always... Um, plays a part. Like if you're at an airport and you see a couple that's been together, you could tell for a really long time and they're wildly irritated with one another and they're getting frustrated and the fuse is short. And, and like, I start to feel hot because I can see it all happening. And the reality is that, you know, if this was somebody new or this was a stranger, this was a friend, they probably wouldn't be treating each other that way. So why do we change? We shouldn't. We should absolutely be treating everyone in our four walls or our spouse or in our marriage with that same level of kindness and respect that you would to somebody else that you don't feel you couldn't behave that way. Does that make sense? I'll never understand that. Where, where does it start where suddenly you get married and then you don't treat that person as nice as somebody else? I don't get that. Okay, the second thing is keep it simple. And this goes back to what I just referenced to you about the should-ofs. You know, shutting down any other rules about relationships, about what you should be doing as a couple or what you want to do or not want to do. I always say, like, you want to go out on five date nights a week? Take it. You want to stay in? Do it. Stop doing what you think normal couples do and to really create your own playbook. What works well for you in your marriage? Again, for Adam and I, we are, we are creative partners in every part of our life. That's just how we roll. It's something that we've created together, and it extends itself so that, I, I don't know, I just, I, I think I mentioned in a podcast a long time ago, just that I always felt 
when the kids were really little um, and someone would say, you know, well, every Thursday we have date night. And Adam and I never did that. First of all, we didn't really have childcare and it was, and, and I was also very, very, um, could never leave the kids. And just, I had a real struggle with that. And um, I just remember feeling guilty. Like, Adam, what does that say about us? Like, we're not doing date night. And again, this is not a bash on date night. I think you need to be together as a couple and connect and all the things. But what I want to strip away is how do you get to that connection and level of intimacy? What does that mean for you? For you, it might mean leaving the house, having a nice dinner so you connect eye to eye and not talk about kids or work or whatever. I don't care what it is, but as long as it's written by you, as long as you feel connected, it doesn't have to be in a prescribed way that our culture says it does. Okay, number three, I say support without question. And I I say this because I try to start off with an open heart for all of our conversations with really about, you know, how can I help? And trust me, Adam is really good at this because you know me and all of my batshit crazy ideas. I am constantly dreaming, constantly throwing new things into the mix. But this should be your person, your number one go-to. And if they can't see you and believe you, it's going to be super hard. I know, even though now, because we've been married so long, that I'll say something to Adam. He stays silent. I know what's going on in his head, which is like, Lord have mercy, can this woman stop? But he listens. And I actually know that whatever I say, he's going to support me. And he's going to try his best to be a part of that conversation. All right. Listen more than talk. And I say this because it's Again, marriage or not, it's really hearing each other without looking for anything back. And I think a lot of the times when we're just in that space so that we don't have to, you know, look and already try to create the narrative of what we're hoping to hear back, right? And no words are needed sometimes for how you can make each other feel when you're just listening and you're just sharing that space, which is hard you've lived together a long time, you've been married a long time. These are not things that are natural, but they do become habit-forming if that's how you treat them. All right. Keep discovering small moments about each other. And, you know, I know this sounds funny, but again, I, I literally think that it's something about, have you looked at your partner and thought about what you really love about them? And Is there something new? I mean, it could literally be like their love of a new ice cream. I mean, the bar is really low around here. But my point is that it's like staying curious with that person. And I don't mean some grand gestures, right? Because here's the thing, and and I really mean this. You know, Adam could could buy me, you know, a, a box load of Gucci items, which would make my heart sore, right? But if I didn't feel that he either wanted to be in the same space with me or wanted to have a conversation or cared about what I thought about something, all that other stuff doesn't really matter. And so it's truly about how you are making somebody feel. And when you're curious about them, it makes them feel really good. And the funny part about it is that a lot of the times we don't save our best parts for the people we care about most, right? And so I'll say like, don't save the worst parts for that person. We usually get through our day and we're tired and exhausted. And so that's why we can sort of release and disarm ourselves. So maybe we're not our best self because we're comfortable, right? So we get it. Like usually people we love take our most abuse, right? It's kind of how it goes. But that shouldn't be how it goes all the time. Sure, we can be crabby and everyone will get over it. But in general, let's save the best parts for the people that we love the most, right? And then another area here is about 
understanding what someone is capable of giving to you and how you can meet them where they are. And this is, again, this is about your relationship and what's a deal breaker for you and what's not. You know, I always joke around that my greatest gifts are lost on Adam because I am someone that is obviously very in touch with how I feel and spiritual things and universe and abundance and all these words. Adam is not. Adam is the most even keel. He thinks I'm a little crazy. And so all of sort of my deep thoughts, I don't say they're wasted on him, but he doesn't need them. He's not looking for them. And so I understand where he is and he understands where I am. And we sort of meet each other in the middle. And I say that because I don't expect things from him uh, in ways that he's not naturally wired. And that works for me. Now, there could be something in your relationship that's a deal breaker for you that like that doesn't work for you. Well, then you talk about it and you try to fix it. But I think I have become very aware and he has become very aware of what we're both capable of giving. And then we understand, right? Like I I'm understand completely that I can, I always want to say what I mean and mean what I say. So I don't try to take make this into a guessing game, right? And if in fact I need something, I will say, I need this from you. And hopefully he can then give it to me and the same thing goes back and forth. But we, at the end of the day, need to be able to communicate that because ultimately we're going to be left disappointed otherwise. All right, you guys, you know that this is a hot topic for me, which is giving each other the space to continue growing into someone else. And in fact, encourage the growth. It goes back to, you know, we've seen whether it's marriage dissolves or something about that person's change. Well, if you expect that other person to change and evolve and you try to change with them, I just mean um, celebrate the evolving, see how you can support them. It doesn't make it like somebody's on their own journey changing and you're left in the dust. Encourage growth, right? Doesn't that sound better than being afraid and holding on tight to something that once was? And I will always leave with, above all else, love and love in your way and don't expect love back in the way that you give it, right? Whether it's a touch, a letter, a glance, I don't know, a parade, it, it doesn't really matter. It's how you make each other feel. And if you don't feel fully whole, it really sucks. It sucks. You know, I'm always learning, which is why I'm always sharing. And, and in this space here, again, please know I'm not suggesting I'm an expert in any of this. I'm just sharing it as I'm coming off the heels of celebrating and marking this moment in time for Adam and I in our relationship. And, you know, as I was thinking about talking to you this morning about this, if we think back to the, you know, kindergarten rules of life of grace and courtesy and respect and kindness and love, that's really what this is. It's really simple and it gets lost in the chaos of everyday life. And I know that applying these sort of fundamental elementary rules is why my marriage has only gotten better through the decades when we were going through tough times because we have them. That's ridiculous to think we don't. And I'm just very grateful for understanding that these sort of quote unquote rules of our marriage of how we exist on the same page have led us to walking every day in a lot more peace and love and joy and fun and and all the things so that when things don't go well, our foundation is already sort of, we're already at zero here, meaning we're already in a good place so that we can handle whatever comes our way to the best of our ability. So with that, 
I hope you took away something. I know I, I really just kind of spewed a lot at you, but I'm speaking from the heart coming off of last night. And as always, I love you dearly. And I'm so grateful that you're here with me. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. 